0: The Zone Coverage Podcast Network. This podcast is presented in front of a live Astadio audience. blame <laughs> It feels good, Tom Schreier. You know why why it feels good? Not because I necessarily care about who plays for the Minnesota Twins one way or the other. I like having good people to talk to. But it feels good for me saying all offseason, please just wait for the Minnesota Twins to do something before you get all ticked off. It's Midwest Wing, part of the Zone Coverage Podcast Network. I'm Brandon Warren across the table. Tom Schreier producing on the other side of the room. Justin Bailey. You can find us all on Twitter at Brandon underscore Warren at T Schreier three and at I am Justin Bailey. Is that right? Did I say that right? Yes. Yeah. For a second, I thought maybe I should have said I am Justin B. So I have not been thinking about it that much. Sorry about that. But Josh Donaldson, a Minnesota Mm -hmm. twin, four years, 84 million up to 92 if he has his fifth year bought out. So it's essentially four years, 92 million, which comes out to 23 million a year. Sounds it's a familiar. very familiar number, is it not? And the funny thing is, Donaldson's 34, Joe Maurer retired after his age 35 Thought season. Yeah. So how convinced are we, before we get into how exciting it is, how convinced are we he can stay healthy? Because he plays third base. Yep. He's been healthy for most of his career. But the problem is, he's had a dead arm in the past, which, uh, whatever, pitchers have that too. And it just happens. And that's maybe four or five years ago now with Oakland. But how can you how how well can you trust a guy to stay healthy? Is this Nelson Cruz as far as aging? Who who's a comparison? Because this is a guy who stays in really good shape. I've been yeah, watching you say, yeah, YouTube. I've been watching YouTube videos nonstop, Bailey. It's like I, I I've I've on like a Josh Donaldson craze and Bailey's the, concerned. Bailey's yeah. concerned. Well, it's that's a pre-existing condition right there. But <laughs> but the one with Jason Stark, if people have not gone and seen this, and by the way, too, zonecoverage.com, I wrote a long story. I put up a bunch of these videos. Yep, so yep. why not give us some, some love while then clicking on those links? But there's a lot about him talking about baseball. There's a lot about him talking about life. He's got a pretty crazy story. His dad was in prison when he was a kid. Mm. So it sounds like, a, you know, a couple of the podcast guests that we've had where I've asked them about their upbringing oh, God. and really forced those difficult conversations right out of the shoot. But he was a catcher in the Oakland system. He came up, I think he was actually back up to Kurt Suzuki for a while and then yep. transferred over to third base through winter league or fall league or whatever, and then took a while to get going. And, and what he told, I think it was Mark DeRosa of MLB Network was he had that tough year in 2012 up and down, not playing as much as he wanted, not playing as well as he wanted. And he said, listen, I can see how this is going. I'm going to go out my way. Which reminds me a lot of Carlos Gomez with the Milwaukee Brewers. And he just retired recently. He's going to retire in a Brewers jersey, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what he hopes to do that. I think we hope to as well. One of the funniest guys ever. I don't know. if, if, If you Google Carlos Gomez rich person conversations, Hmm. It'll be. About I mean, him. never,
1: never thought to do that. Before. It'll be about
0: him eating kiwi in the clubhouse. It's it's a funny, very PG, th- even G story. So it's it's nothing you got to worry about as far as that. Anyway, back to Donaldson. Yeah, so four year deal, tons of YouTube content, but there <laughs> is. He, he, but if you listen to him talk about hitting, you're like, this guy's gonna hit forever.
1: All right, Ph- so, physical tools might differ, but it's gonna be interesting to see how he ages. So this is the way I see it. First two bring up a comparison. It's probably not even entirely fail, fair between Nelson Cruz, Josh Donaldson, Donaldson first round pick by the Cubs. He was in. I just, and again, I'm just looking this up before yep. the show. He was involved. Do you know the trade that he was involved with, uh, with the A's and the Cubs?
0: Yes. I actually, Oh wait, no eight. I'm thinking, uh, so this is, I'm sh- thinking the Donaldson trade to Toronto, right. which was for Brett Lowry, who's maybe the craziest player of all time. Modern era. Yeah, I uh, remember Darren Mastriani he talked about him when, yep. when Mastro was on the show a couple months ago, or maybe almost uh, it was last off season. Yeah, because we were talking about uh, t- uh, Tiny Tim Collins, and then Tim Collins signed with the Twins like that day. Funny, but so Brett Lowry, Sean Nolan, Franklin Barreto, and there was one other piece. Yeah, Kendall but the Graveman, Cubs, yeah, Kendall Graveman. Man. Yeah,
1: he's a pretty good pitcher too. I do not though remember the Cubs trade. Yeah, it's and again I don't think it was of note. Other than that, it was very large. It was Sean Gallagher. Matt Merton, oh the redhead, Eric Patterson, yep to the Athletics, Chad Godin, oh this is Rich Harden, Rich Harden, Chad Godan, yeah. Godan, yep. okay. So Gallagher,
0: I want to say, was a pretty decent left-handed pitcher. Godan had a really nasty slider, as I recall, and then obviously Rich Harden, everybody knows he was kind of he was cut from that Josh Johnson, Brandon Webb kind of. What could he have been? I yeah, think Francisco yeah, yeah. Liriano, too. So yeah. it's interesting too because I think Donaldson at one point had become kind of an organizational guy. And that was the the same thing was true of the the Cleveland catcher who got traded to the Nationals, Jan Gomes. A lot of these guys, they are not viewed as big-time prospects, and then they just hit. So, and it's it's crazy. And, and that's how Donaldson has turned himself into a guy who's made he, he will make $23 million for five straight seasons because yeah. that's what he made with the Braves last year, too.
1: Yeah, so I think, and again, I hesitate with the Cruz comp because...
0: Oh, me too. Yeah, it's I, it's it's wild.
1: Yeah, but I think at the very base level, we know this, and we'll get into comparing him to to kind of the pitchers that were available. Hitters, listen, Joe Maurer doesn't have the concussion. He probably plays into his late 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, I think... You know, hitters just last a long time. There's guys that can hit into their late 30s, even 40s. So
0: I'm looking up something fun on that.
1: I, the the only thing that stands out to me, and you wrote about this, I think, last year was the Milwaukee Brewers actually had Cruz in 05, 24 years old, only played eight games, right? It was it even was, the early Rangers, too. Like he just did not play well. Yeah. So 27, he actually, that's a good point. Late Bloomers, that's a good point. So, and this is the only comp that goes kind of straight up. 27 years old in 2008, Nelson Cruz kind of has his breakout season when people start. Now, the the power didn't come until the next year, but that's when people started realizing, hey, the Rangers probably have something here. 28 years old, he's an all-star for the first time with Josh Donaldson, you know, breaks in the majors 2010, age 24. Mm Mm-hmm you know, 26, 27, yeah, 27 was something. a breakout, right? Yeah. 28, 29, 30. So that's 14 to 16. He's an all-star. He hasn't been that since that's an all-star with Oakland once Toronto twice. You mentioned the big Toronto trade. Yeah. I, you know, I, the, the biggest thing for me is that I, it, it's, it, it's the right thing for the twins to do. They should go out and just mash their lineup right now that they have him. But Obviously, teams were a little worried about that fourth year because, yeah, 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 you know, the the one upside there is a guy like Ryu, who I thought would be a fit for the twins, going a fourth year with a pitcher of Ryu's age. I think he was 32, if I remember yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's maybe even 33. That's so much more risky.
0: Well, and, and so he, he's also famous for not running between starts, hardly throws. Yeah. And he threw so much overseas before he came. Yeah. And obviously, he's not the bastion of physical. I mean, he looks like me. He's a yeah, big yeah. lefty on the mound and almost.
1: You, you could swap heads and we'd be the same guy. And I, I, and the thing is, I think um, as much as they needed a Wheeler, Wheeler sent him am staying on the East Coast. I, I was not high on Bumgarner. So you think, though, if they if they had signed Wheeler, they would not have signed Donaldson? That That's maybe the case. I, I'm more saying people are going to fix it. Because
0: I, I think if they had to choose, they would have preferred Wheeler. Yep. But they pivoted. Like they've said all along that they have to do. If plan A doesn't work, you have yep. to have a plan B. Yep. Like I said in the article, If the price of lemons goes too high, you make the best damn limeade you can. Yep,
1: yep. And I think I mean it's easy for us here to look out the window and go, "Well, we got a lot of snow this weekend. It's like minus one yesterday and five degrees today." That I don't think that factors in with free agency as much because it's nice here at Tennessee. I know guys get we get April snow. That's why. That's why.
0: That's why the the guard didn't want to come here. That's in Golden State.
1: Yeah, yeah. DeAndre Russell. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Russell. uh, He played Ohio State, I think. Yeah. And oh, yeah. I, I, you know, the truth is, I think we think about that, but we know with the wild, for example, players want to play in Minnesota, it's tougher for the wolves to get guys, you know, and it, it, it maybe mm-hmm. with the Vikings, I don't know. But the the truth is, you know, Terry Ryan said this, I'm sure and Levine would say this. It's not as hard because the summers here are nice. It's a great ballpark. There's right. a fan base. The team teams, um, I think going to go, you know, be a winner for a while. So, um, at least a playoff team. So, there still was some concern, and to be honest, I had checked out mentally with Donaldson. I assumed that Atlanta probably would give him the fourth year. He'd end up staying there. He's from Georgia. went to Auburn, man. Yeah. If not, I thought maybe there was another option in his mind. I think it's a testament to the Twins, and I think this is what's most important in my mind or most overlooked. This is a vote of confidence in the Twins, in the organization, in the players they're developing, mm-hmm. the players they've developed, and that they're, he's seeing what I'm seeing here that maybe it's not a hundred wins every year. In fact, I don't think it will be given white. We talked about this. I think last show the white Sox coming up and you know, the AL's tough, but that this is a playoff team and that maybe he not only elevates them to, I mean, just kind of otherworldly status in terms of their power, yeah. which already they're the bomba squad. I think they'll kind of be, we think of the Pranas, right? I think these are the Bombas, and I, the Other thing is, if they can get any pitching, whether that's developing guys, whether that's I mean, <laughs> Brandon's mic just dropped from like
0: literally mic stand feet. issue. <laughs> we went from Tom Schreier two to Tom Schreier three.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's pretty fix, good for on the spot. Oh, my, I'll, I'll, I'll monologue while you fix your mic. No, um, we'll be all right. The we, got, uh, we we'll be okay. Yeah, the um, I think he also recognizes. Brios keeps doing what he does, right? You get some guys from the minor leagues. I think they're going to fill out a bullpen. I think there's a, the Gratter also calls the, you know, maybe Duran, like they'll, they'll have guys that, you know, let alone may and Duffy and what they did, like they'll, they'll have a bullpen. Taylor Rogers, if they get any pitching, this is a formidable team Mm -hmm. and, and probably will dominate the central, at least be in competition for the central for a while. Um, Yeah. Three, like the entirety of the Donaldson contract is in play for the twins to win. 390 regular season games 400 regular season games over that time totally and and i think you have to have the mentality the teams had going into new york which Garver and these guys were like look you can hit home runs there and i think um New York is always going to be this albatross that they have to face down, right? We kind of use the final boss of the video games or well, whatever. New but York getting good again coincided with the Twins getting good again. And the it's, Yankees, it's fun.
0: Well, the Yankees were bad. They win like 83, 84 yeah, games. And, yeah. And the, the fans are beside themselves. Twins, the twins win 59. like 80 what, what was it was 85 when they won the wild card or got to the wild card yeah. game against the Yankees And
1: Mulder got a lot and he should he got a lot of credit for
0: it. and everyone's like whoa
1: the twins are back kind of but, but
0: the but that but that's a down year for the
1: Yankees that tells you a lot but you think about it and we'll you know we'll hear more from Donaldson speaker himself but I think if you if you're a power hitter you have this opportunity to play in this lineup the mentality has to be we're gonna hit the the ball hard wherever we go mm-hmm. and um Uh, that you get a little pitching and this is a really good club. So I just, I think it's a vote of confidence in um, the Minnesota twins. And I think they'll like having a veteran player with a good work ethic. Yeah. I'm pretty, I mean, maybe by 37, 38, we start going, they're paying a lot of money to a guy regardless. They had to make a move now. And I think the truth is the spending should come. They should be spending on Bucks. and I know some people are out on him because of the injuries. I think mm-hmm. he's a special player. They should be spending on Perrios. Um, you know, keep these guys in-house who are star players and work in the Kirilov-Lewis, kind of those final pieces, um, let alone we talked about the minor league pitching, to round out this team. I mean, I you know. I think it's a great move. If you overspent, Mm -hmm. I think it's worth doing.
0: I was poking around on Baseball Cube. I don't, you know, everybody knows Baseball Reference, but Baseball Cube has college stats too. Do you know who was his, I know you're not going to know, but his teammate his first year of playing at Auburn? Uh,
1: Cleet freaking Thomas, man. Oh, I love it. Cleet Sanity. That name did not even, it was far down the list. So
0: you were talking about how he'll age. Let's have a little fun. Yeah. These are the names of players Right around the time he was born. So Sean Gallagher, who we just mentioned, is about two, two three weeks younger. He's about a week older than Fernando Abad. Remember him?
1: Yeah. Pitch- the the weird uh, change-up, right?
0: Yeah, the Bugs Bunny change-up. He's four days younger. No, he, he was older than Gallagher and older than Abad. He is four days younger than Carlos Gomez, who's retiring in the next few days. Interesting. There's so many fun names here. There's one, though, that I really want to hone in on. He is a few months younger. Well, first of all, he's two months younger than Evan Longoria, who's starting to find the final days of his career, too. Mm-hmm. He's multiple months younger than Jabba Chamberlain. When's the last time you thought about Jabba Chamberlain?
1: <laughs> I, which I, I love Bailey's laugh there.
0: Pitchers age weird, man.
1: Well, and, and I think that's the, the point is there's no guarantee that at 37, 38, he'll be great. Injuries always can happen. But I think... Like, like a Longoria, for example, there's a chance he rejuvenates. I mean, there's just there's something about hitters that once you learn kind of how to work counts and you've seen kind of every pitch you're going to see in the major leagues and you, you know you, you know how to prep uh, going into every game, even if the physical tools go a little bit, your bat swing drops or whatever, I, mm-hmm. I think um, these guys are capable of being productive. And even if, again, it's not a value contract, a value contract should be Kirloff and Lewis. It should be mm-hmm. Balasovic it should be whoever's coming up through your, your minor league system. And, and you know, I think you're also hoping, and really it's almost something more than hope because it should be development that Lewis Thorpe gives you something, right? Some guys you already see, even if right. smelter is not a starter that he's an impact pitcher for the team. Um And who knows They the model for the twins, maybe hit, hit the ball. You're right. You're the bombas. And you actually approach pitching kind of like the Royals did when they were good, where it was you have capable starters and a lockdown bullpen. And that's a scary proposition for a lot of fans. You know, you're kind of hoping Rogers is the same guy that, you know, uh, May and Duffy don't take a step back that you, you get something from the these guys that you mentioned, like Gratterall, but um that may be the motto because I think we just know from who's available on the market, a players like to play where they're comfortable, right? They kind of want to stay with their own team if they can. They like to stay in the same division if they can. If you're not familiar with Minnesota, and you, I mean it's kind of weird to just bank on a weird Minnesota connection, mm-hmm. you may go, well, that seems like a smaller market to me. Isn't it cold there? You're going to deal with April snow. You know, the. Uh, um, I think these players also feel a burden of kind of the um, anxiety of the fans, right? I mean, right. rightfully so. People here kind of look and go, you want something more than even you got from 02 to 10 right i mean it, you're mm-hmm. now in target field and it's not good enough just to win the division and we know that that team only beat the moneyball ace. and i think that was 02 and and after that didn't win a playoff series i mean right. it, you know you you should yeah, Joe Mauer never want a playoff game yeah and and so you should aspire for more and that is pressure on the the current players but i you know i just i think there's value obviously in a um donaldson immediately but also Having Donaldson and Cruz, if Buxton slumps again, if Sano goes through a slump, if Kirilov struggles when he gets to the major, I think having those veteran guys, the corner locker room guys, um, because we know this—these guys all have the physical tools to be great. It's whether they can handle it mentally.
0: Who do you think sold them on the Twins? Rocco, Derek, and Thad. I mean Nelson. Maybe Nelson Cruz makes a call. I, so I—I I, don't—I don't know who makes that call, but I feel like. It's a sum of the parts, like a triangle of authority, like they had with the Vikings, right? Fell apart with Fran Foley and Red McCombs and whatever. But I think, I I think it goes to show how the Twins are viewed in baseball right now. That all of their coaching staff talent is being pulled away after one year of under Rocco. But I think, I think it's just a, a a whole landscape approach of we want Twins people and. As a result, the Twins are viewed as a place players want to go because of the success they can be set up for.
1: I'm inclined to believe it's more the front office than Cruz. And that's not to say I think Cruz is a really well liked player. Yeah. I think um, maybe, you know, maybe he did contact him, but I think it's more you have to have faith that Fowler and Levine are the cutting edge of what's happening with baseball, that they're running a, uh, you know, they have a good culture and, and all this because you're going to be stuck in it for four years otherwise. And I think the thing is, you know, we, we joked in our text chain that as soon as I think it was Cora left and I will touch on, you know, because obviously we talk baseball in general, all this stuff that happened with the Astros, but we joked that Cora's gone. We know, and I know this just from being in Boston last year and talking to Rocco and seeing how he's you know treated by the media and even the Red Sox organization. That is a concern, right? That, Valvey's from lynn massachusetts Rocco's from rhode island grew up a red sox fan played there for a year but i think I, you know the truth is i think rocco's gonna be around here for a while and i when you have that confidence of i know who my manager is going to be he's a player's manager mm-hmm. um i mean the truth is we talk about age here rocco had he not had his medical issues maybe is still playing certainly kind of he seems to bring a player's mentality to a lot of things. There's yeah. times when we talk to him and he does he he expresses things as a manager and doesn't I think Mulder was good at that too. Yeah, and and again, these are ex star players. I think it's fair to say Rocco was a star given that He's
0: definitely on the yeah. path.
1: I yeah. Mean, um I think I think you got to love players are going to love that environment and it's I think it's more the management's issue and the managers' issue are they going to take advantage of it meaning they're not going to, you know, bend the rules of, well, I don't have to do BP. I'm staying out late. I think, you know, and again, I think a God, Donaldson's age, his work ethic, there's no concern that. Well, and the grind too,
0: like like we've said before, 162 games, sometimes you just need to throttle back, which again is not Donaldson's strength if you watch him
1: on Yeah, I don't the think he's taking naps like Nelson no, Cruz. He, but-
0: <laughs> like there was a play where he dove into the stands and like Derek Jeter style. And Derek Jeter's like, all right, buddy, calm down. Yeah. And Donaldson's like. No,
1: yeah, and <laughs> it's just no. No, and I think I think players should have them. You know, we'll touch on Buxton in the season. I don't want to go down that rabbit hole again, but yeah, Buxton's that kind of player, and we know that because he runs really hard into walls and gets hurt. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I think I think a lot of these players have have that mentality. You think of like a Polanco laying out or or whatever. I, you know, I think they. Um, even even Garver, like a guy like Garver, doesn't succeed without a great work ethic. He he's naturally gifted, but I mean, he talk about a late bloomer, right? I mean, we're into his late twenties when he ate I think. Yeah, some, yeah, and so I think you know he he wasn't he was a was it sixth round pick, net you know something like six that, seven
0: but, eight. Uh, yeah. he, I, I believe he was not even the first catcher of the Twins took there. I think. Stuart Turner. who's Kicked around as a defensive guy. Yeah. Has uh, has that distinction above him.
1: So without a work ethic there. um,
0: Well, there's no there's there's obviously a reason why we see video come in from Albuquerque of him at a sprint place or uh, doing plyometrics. He he works extremely hard. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think the vision of when to work hard and when to rest. I mean, that that's training for anybody. That's Tom going to Lifetime Fitness in downtown Minneapolis. Love that reference. <laughs> yeah. So the Donaldson, Minnesota thing that came up the other day was kind of funny. I got to change gears just a little bit. My my father, my birth father lives in Donaldson, Minnesota. It's a city of 42 people. Yeah. And so anyway, Michael Clare from the Cut4 blog, MLB.com, was like, oh, I'm talking to people in Donaldson. Can you put me in touch with anyone there? I'm like, well, that's where my father lives, you know? And he's like, wait, I already talked to him. Amazing. And so the the story kind of came out that it was like, oh yeah, you've uh, you've been talking to Donaldson people, and just eight billion
1: people in the world, forty two people in Donaldson, and this, we this to is connect. like a bit, I assume, right? Oh yeah, it's not serious journalism. No, I just I, it's funny that that's kind of what they choose. Um, I'm trying to look at where Donaldson is, and it's it's by Bloomington. No, 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 no. The-
0: like the northwest corner of the state, like ten minutes from. Uh, Oh, North I Dakota, remember. it's like a suburb of Drayton,
1: North Dakota. <laughs> I even said so. I said to. no. Sorry, I looked up like a company. In it, so sorry. I
0: oh no no that's that's Donaldson Incorporated. Gotcha. Uh, I so oh I, damn yeah Near
1: Pittsburgh, North Dakota.
0: <laughs> so the city is, is that where the
1: Steelers are, Bailey? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's where they train actually. Like the Vikings trained in Mankato all, all those years. Oh, Donaldson is so small.
1: How small is
0: it? Come on, guys. It's got 42 people. How small is it? There we go. The the mail goes to the booming metropolis of Kennedy, five miles north. Yeah. has like 163 people. And so what I told Michael when he was DMing back and forth with me was, yeah, they just can't keep people in town. They keep fleeing to the big cities like Drayton, which has 800 people, and Carlstead, which has 700, Stephen, which has 600. All of these cities are within like 10 or 15 miles from each direction. And honestly, the the reality is that if you drive east to west or west to east, no matter which way you're coming through on Highway 11, it'll take you 30 – so 45 – I think I said it was – I think I said it was 45 seconds east to west, 30 seconds north to south. It's actually bigger north to south, but there's a stop sign if you're going east to west. Like that's the size of the city. There's a single stop sign and no businesses, a post office slash utility place
1: across the street. So – It's very small world stuff here. Because a lot of people aren't going to recognize these city names. It'd be between Grand Forks and Winnipeg, but closer to Grand Forks. Yeah. It's like an hour
0: to Grand Forks, which was like the big city where we always hung out. Yeah. And then sometimes you'd go that extra hour to Fargo. Oh, damn. And really live it up. Um, And the weird thing was, it's like the world ends at Canada. Yeah. Winnipeg is super close. Like it's a hundred miles or however many kilometers. I never really got good at kind of
1: figuring that out.
0: but yeah, it, uh, it it that that's where I grew up, and so to have that story kind of all come together and me be able to share was was really funny. I don't know, it's funny. Do we
1: uh, want anything more on Donaldson? Otherwise, you know, we kind of no. I think
0: I think we should shift gears too. Well, first of all, defensively moving yeah, Miguel yeah, yeah. Ceno to first base. How do you feel about that development? Because I, so I, I tell people the Twins made Joe Maurer into a good defensive first baseman. You can make a good athlete a first baseman. I also use the Moneyball clip where. <laughs> Brad Pitt yeah. as Billy Bean is talking to Chris Pratt as Scott Hattieberg. First base is incredibly easy. Tell him wash, and then Ron Washington's like, it's incredibly hard. So it's it's not going to be all sunshine and lollipops, and it probably wasn't for Joe Mauer either. Even though Joe Mauer's like, and we we debated this the other day. The greatest athlete to ever play for the Twins, like who was the most gifted, so physical athlete? The three
1: I think, I mean, I'm gonna Byron remember. Buxton for yeah. me is yeah. number one. Joe Mauer number two. I mean, you have to consider Dave Winfield. I know these and are that's local. Like, how do you adjust
0: for the fact that Dave Winfield was like fifty when he played for the Twins? That's the yeah. other problem. Yeah, and he literally wasn't his forty. Similar, but Paul Molitor,
1: obviously.
2: Uh, are we forgetting Bortolo Cologne?
1: Cologne, yeah, Colon.
2: What, what are we doing here? Cologne. Yeah, he
1: could have been what a, a lineman.
0: Doing? He was an athlete. <laughs> Isn't that how they said it on like Benchwarmers? Athlete and David Spade was ripping on him. But so. To to move Seno to first Aaron place. Hicks is another guy. Yeah, that's if a good you point. include golf, yeah, yeah he's an extraordinary golfer. Yeah, um, Seno so moving, he is no scratch golfer. Two holes. And Don- a Donaldson's month. actually a great golfer too, and and that's and like noted athletes, golfers. <laughs> <laughs> that Dan Hayes actually reported though, like that's why he's not in town for his physical yet. He's playing in a celebrity golf tournament this weekend. I love it, golf. Um, I do have a question though. If Donaldson had to stand outside for let's say an hour he can have his jacket on anything but if you put him outside today in 10 degrees with whatever the wind chill is do you think he'd change his mind (laughs) he just he goes back to atlanta (laughs) Yeah. listen atlanta's offering two but again 20 million total my i'm gonna do
1: that my my point is uh he doesn't have to experience this he'll live in georgia anyway so so no playing
0: first base i think it's gonna be fine and if it isn't fine you do it for a year or two until Cruz retires. Sano becomes your DH. Yeah, You move Donaldson over, and Royce Lewis plays third, or you keep Donaldson at third, and you move some pieces around, and Brent Rooker plays first, or Alex Kirilov
1: plays first. This is first. the other thought. I did not love Terry Ryan's experiment with Sano in the outfield, especially it just, in my mind, I was like, what if – well, Sano and Puxen were collided. Well, yeah.
0: Well, that would have been the worst. Coll- that, that would have been like if the president and the vice president are traveling together. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. not allowed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or like at the State of the Union, someone has to stay home so that the government is represented outside of that yeah. building. And, and, and if and Sano
1: would have collided, that would have been just catastrophic. And, and, and by no means do I – is there suggestion he can't figure out first base, he ends up in right field. My point is, I, I sometimes feel like some of those positions, especially DH first base, and you could argue, you know, right field should be rotated a little bit. And why I think that is use his arm, you know? I mean, that, yeah. that was the argument. I, I know that they weren't going to put Mauer in the outfield, but the argument for that was he's got a cannon. He'll get a guy at second base because, mm-hmm. I mean, he was a catcher. So, I, you know, I th- I think the, the question with Sano is, you know, do they, given that Donaldson's older too, do I'll they give
0: Donaldson some maintenance days and let Sano still play third?
1: Yeah, and, and, and maybe that you – I don't think he should be in right field a lot, but is he capable are you of handling? saying? Are
0: you, still, are you still thinking about it?
1: I, I mean, in my mind. We're going to get old takes arm.
0: exposed here. Yeah. Which is fine. Attention's good, right? But, yeah. But, no, but here's, here's the thing with the, with the Terry Ryan thing. Sano didn't take it as seriously as he needed to. That's the elephant in the room. You know, he showed up in that spring and everyone said he was out of shape, wasn't yeah. prepared. Now, is it possible that the communication between both parties, the Twins and and Sano, about what <laughs> needed to happen was not but, as good as it needed to be? Very much. Very possible. Yeah. If Rocco says, listen, Miggy, drop 15 pounds or put me in right field, I think- I And think, I'm not saying I think that could happen. I think that could happen. Yeah. And I'm not as out on that idea as probably 99% of other people would be. I'm not. He should not be the regular. No, and no, yeah, exactly. It, the
1: key is, can he do it? And And- I guess where I'm going with this is I think people think in absolutes without yeah. without thinking through that. like,
0: oh, it comes down to can Donaldson pitch. that's amazing. that's like lacking the social grace to realize if you build a really good team, your offense can score runs so that your pitching doesn't have to be as good. Oh, but what about last year? Last year's last year? Anything can happen in a new year. The, the Astros, and we don't want to talk about the Astros too much. No, I think just, we should actually. Well, have they have had to, an amazing yeah. offense and an amazing pitching staff, and they lost the World Series to a team that had a higher pitching ERA over the full regular season
1: a Weird bullpen than yeah. the Minnesota Twins. Yeah. Their, yeah Minas-
0: their, their ERA was higher than the Minnesota Twins last year. And again, you can come back with, well, you don't have Strasburg. You don't have Corbin. You don't have any of those guys. You don't have Scherzer. If they lose to the Brewers— in the wild card game, which Sorry, was very baby. close to happening, those three starters don't matter, yeah. and those three starters—Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Zach Greinke, did not matter for Houston, if you want to look at it that way. So you build the best team with what you have at your disposal. You hope a guy like Lewis Thorpe pops. You still hope you can get a trade. By, done. by the way,
1: next—I don't know who's a free agent next offseason. That's way far in, you know, in the future. But yeah, yeah. you could do it next year. I mean, there, there's no reason next offseason you can't go get a pitcher, right? I mean, Right, because so, Nelson
0: Cruz will be a free agent. Marwin Gonzalez will be a free agent. That's $20 million bucks right there.
1: And this is this is the other consideration is an older Donaldson maybe does become more of a, a DH, right? I mean, a, a 37, 38-year-old. Yeah. In which case – and again, here's the thing with Snow, 26, entering age 27. By the time he's 30, 29, I think he's going to first base anyways.
0: I don't – I Yeah, if Donaldson you, makes that move to DH, that opens up third base for Travis Blankenhorn, Royce Lewis – wander yeah. javier eventually there's some options yeah that's also too though and maybe we should shift directions here a little bit yeah. the the prospect depth they have now should be used to go get them one more starting pitcher this is where you call up the rockies and say listen we've got a competitive round b draft pick whatever it is this is like pick yeah, 69 yeah. or whatever yeah <laughs> and yeah. and you've got trevor larnick who I, is movable? I agree. I think I think I like Kirilov better than him. I also I, like do too. You that said
1: Baseball America put him somewhere. they like
0: but, uh, well, Baseball Prospectus had Larnick ahead of him, okay, but it was yeah. it was like a two A two B behind Lewis. So you whatever. don't need both. Or actually, I think it was three A three B. Number two was Gradarol, I think. But anyway, you could get away without having both of them. And not only that, but what's Larnick's like seventieth percentile outcome? Jason Kubel? How valuable are guys who can only play in a corner? Meanwhile. Like Eddie Rosario was a center fielder slash second baseman who moved off center. More valuable because he can move. Max Kepler played center in the minors, moved over to right. There's value in guys who can move and still be in a corner. Like they can start in a premium spot and move to a corner. Mm-hmm. So do you flip a Larnik when the industry's up on him? Yep. And then maybe he becomes a 780, 800 OPS guy. But that's not a stud. That's a nice player. It's a really nice player. And maybe he pushes it to 850, 860. But because of all the depth you have now. So, you, by the way, you're you're suggesting trading for John Gray.
1: That's where you're going?
0: I don't think I said the name John Gray. I think you I think you read my mind. Okay, yeah. No,
1: I just and, – and I think it's worth the pointing out.
0: But multiple years of control. You have to decide at a level – Do you want to pay the price for one year of control, two years of control, three years of control, or more? Because at one year of control, you got Robbie Ray. John Gray is two or three. I can't remember off the top of my head. Matt Boyd is three, I think. But then they each have different levels of where they're at. And then if you want to play the total lotto ticket, you call up Miami and you ask for Caleb Smith, which I think is four years of control. But he's also like 29. So people want to know, well, why would the Marlins trade him if he's got potential? He's the oldest of the guys they have, except maybe Jose Urinia. So They've got five or six guys who are all like twenty-five. Jordan Yamamoto, Pablo Lopez, Sandy Alcantara. They've got all these guys who can can eventually become something. You got to peel off a bill and throw it at somebody. You may as well do it to the twins with Caleb Smith, and maybe you get back in Eddie Rosario. And again, I keep saying Eddie Rosario in Miami.
1: That's a match made. Yeah, I know that that makes sense, especially Raulson's hair. So yeah, well, and think about I, how
0: close that is to, to Puerto Rico.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> it's like an hour long flight or something um also he's like an attraction in himself meaning like if you want a player that it, you'd have to be the flair for baseball. the dramatic the, yeah. the
0: personality yeah perfect
1: yeah and if, i mean you'd have to be a baseball fan i don't know how much like you'd be in the consciousness of just a random person in miami a seven year old retiree yeah but but I think tom's it, been to miami before he definitely knows the landscape <laughs> yeah the uh, i think um but no i mean it, there, there's something to be said about that i John Gray specifically, even maybe Robbie Ray. I think if you don't Mm -hmm. have, I I I still, and these are the two guys I'd hold on to. Is obviously on the hitting side, Lewis Kirloff, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll say that. Move anyone. I I, at this point you got to be all in. You got to you got to get major league. So do you call up
0: and say, hey, we'll give you Trevor Larnick, we'll give you Wander Javier, and we'll give you the comp B pick. Send us John Gray. Yeah, because you need the. That's a trade for me, right there. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think it's lean. I don't think people are gonna be like this idiot thinks that you're gonna trade your. 10th and 11th prospect for a really good Because
1: Colorado's rebuilding, right? I didn't even know they don't know doing. what they're doing. If yeah. they
0: trade Arenado... So here's the thing. If they trade Arenado, they, they need to start over. Then they got to figure out what to do with Trevor Story, Charlie Blackman, a bunch of other players. But the pieces just don't fit right now. David Dahl doesn't stay healthy. They've got David, uh, Daniel Murphy playing second base or first base, kind of whatever. It's kind of this nebulous thing. Their catching situation is... Drew Butera is like the backup right now. Like He's their best option I love behind that Drew Tony another. Walters. So... People, I, I've seen proposed trades of like, why not trade Eddie Rosario to Colorado? And it's like, buddy, if they're trading John Gray, they
1: have no need to get Eddie Rosario. I mean, the other question is, do you have enough assets to do both? Can you get John Gray and Caleb Smith? Do you want? I mean, uh, if you, I guess I lo- <laughs> Bailey loves this. This is this is Bailey. You, you can't have too much
0: pitching, and that would mean that. None of Dobnack, Thorpe, whatever, open the season in your rotation, then, and then, but then, what do you do in, in May when Pineda's back? Because then you've got six again.
1: Good problem to th- have. There, there's, there's good inter- problem to have. See, Bailey and I are on board with this, baby. I see. Good problem to have. Also, as it pertains to Thorpe, Thorpe maybe is a lefty in your bullpen. The other thing mm-hmm. is, I like forcing the young guys, and this is even you do have to prepare yourself for older Rizzi being a free agent in a year again. And 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 here's the thing, guys, like. This is how you mitigate against guys blown out there. Caleb Smith 29 well, like, blown out his arm. Like I told you or I've written multiple times zonecoverage.com, go to the Twins section.
0: Teams still need starts from their 6, 7 and 8 starters. The Twins have averaged like 22, 20 whatever starts from those starters every year. Like in a really good year last year it was 15 and in normal years it's like 30. So you have to have guys that can and 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 having it's a unique situation because you have to have guys who have options but can help you. So you've got Thorpe. You're not going to ruin Thorpe if he gets just his butt kicked. it gets annihilated for 10 starts. Thorpe is who Thorpe is. Randy Dobnak couldn't be a more finished product. You're just not sure what he is. Devin Smeltzer, what is he going to do, throw 96 someday? He is who he is. So yeah. those three guys is your six, seven, eight. So you could probably sell me on this where if you trade Eddie Rosario for Caleb Smith, you trade prospects for John Gray— then Smith is technically your fifth starter holding the spot for Michael Pineda. And then when that bill comes due on May 11th or whatever it is, is Caleb Smith, your long guy, do you go to a six man? Do you go to an opener situation? I trust this team to figure that out. So I think it's actually a really good idea. Then you got to figure out what you're going to do in left field. Do you do a Jake cave, Lamont Wade platoon? Do you sign Yomer Sanchez and put Marwin Gonzalez out there? You got a lot of options. So I think that's and again the reason this is an aside, Yomer Sanchez makes sense to me because if you have a 26 man roster late in games and you can get Jorge Polanco and you can get Luis Arise off their feet and get A Ray Adrianza and Yomer Sanchez out there, Taylor Rogers, ground ball guy, yeah. boom, do it. So
1: I think I think you're on to something here. I think you're onto something. I, and let's let's address. So, Thorpe and Smeltzer make sense as lefties in the bullpen, a bullpen that needs lefties. Yeah, we still have no idea. A, a, a twins person told me that they think Gratterall is going to make a terrific reliever. He wants to be a closer. I like, I, I love, I don't it. think he's going to start. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I agree. I actually love having, in addition, we were saying, you know, having those guys at Collins, as much as maybe Duran or whatever have potential as a starter my preference is to load up your bullpen that's yeah. actually why i put thorpe there mm-hmm. that's why i put smelter there the thing with dobnak is i like him as the guy in AAA. Mm-hmm. that's your first call and be like on the satellite not, not that that's a developmental project but it's just like we need a guy to make a spot start right now and i just i to my He'll be mind be on a
0: first name basis with the flight
1: attendants from rochester to minneapolis right Some country or whatever the, the stupid uh 6 a.m flight or event Oof. take but i think that's my preference because the truth is I don't trust him to start in the playoffs as he did. Obviously Yankee mm-hmm. Stadium, we all remember this, yep. but I do trust him to make meaningful starts. I just don't see a lot of upside. I see what you just said. He is who he is. Yeah. Does he become Mike Pelfrey in time or,
0: the, you know, because he's a ground ball guy. He's never going to strike a ton of people out. What is his ceiling? And right. is it, is it, is it that like what Mike Pelfrey was hoped to become? You know what I mean? It is a very, very realistic question of what can he become and how do you mitigate that with big league talent? Because if you start with Randy and you need to go to someone else, that's way different than starting with someone else and then
1: going to Randy. Totally. And that's and, that's important. And that's the other thing with Thorpe is maybe he doesn't want to be in the bullpen. That's fine. I actually like it when young players aren't satisfied where they are. They shouldn't be happy in double A. They shouldn't be happy in triple A. I think
0: this is the Trevor May thing. Like Before he found out that he didn't have the body type to start, I think he's yeah. back and his core were all yeah. out of whack yeah he was so badly wanting to be a starter that he told us on the podcast like three years ago yeah i want to be a starter i want to
1: be a starter starters make the money i want to be a starter yeah but he's an impact reliever like he mm-hmm. to me he's one of the relievers i trust most to rogers probably but more. as a but fifth starter yeah.
0: he'd have been a workhorse
1: yeah 4.40 era some strikeouts a lot of walks and he'd
0: give up homers yeah like those guys are very valuable guys have made long careers You'd be like a poor man's John Lackey, hmm. yeah. which uh, John Lackey's monstrous human being, by the way, just height wise. But yeah, yeah, he would be he would be that
1: kind of pitcher. Make these guys relievers and and just blow people, blow fastballs be, by people. Because uh, here's the thing: I actually think to use a goofy cross sports reference that so you just you mentioned earlier in the That's podcast. What I, do. I no, and I th- I think it's important given that I think people listening probably at least know a little bit what's going on with the Wolves you think of Gerson Rosas really aggressive he's still going after D'Angelo Russell even though they were kind of thwarted in the (laughs) the beginning of the year he's like I'm not he's like can't stop won't stop I'm gonna have D'Angelo Russell in this house Minnesota yeah and Minnesota teams in contention windows should be way more aggressive with the trade market than they should be with the free agency I think it's just Mm -hmm. it's hard when you're not New York LA it's more sustainable too yeah and so, so in my mind let's go to the waves of prospects argument. You're not screwing up your waves of prospect argument or your waves of prospects by trading Larnick. in my mind. He is on the verge of being the majors and Mm -hmm. there's already prospects there. And the team's already kind of filled out. You don't want to go deep in the minors because a, that might mean trading pitchers, which you should have a lot of, but B you should have guys who are 19, 20, 21. You're sitting there kind of incubating, potentially taking over when another player gets old. Um, or becoming trade bait—that's part of it too—is you can Prospect Capital isn't just a player that ends up on your team; it's a guy who turns into John Gray, mm-hmm. turns into Caleb Smith. So, you know that—that that in my mind, this team, without completely burning like the the back end of their contention window, should be incredibly aggressive in trying to get the Smiths, the Greys, if it's Robbie Ray, whoever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you're not the reason why I'm thinking Kierulf Lewis is to me—I think they're a lot of upside because of how close, close they are too. Yep. Yeah. And play positions they, they need. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that's a, that's a really good point. Is there anything, Oh, waves of prospects. Like you say, think about waves on an ocean. If you break a wave, as long as your process is good, the waves keep coming right back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's an important thing. I mean, we saw that with the twins with Terry Ryan, when they were at their best in player development, because they couldn't keep the Tory hunters, they had waves of guys coming through who could support the Mowers and Marneau's to get to the playoffs. Certainly not do much damage, but that sort of thing. Is there anything we didn't get to Bailey? You're the fact checker today.
1: We, we should touch on probably the Astros. Oh, the Astros. A bit. Yeah. Right. Come so on I, Bailey. I don't know. I don't know how to separate. I thought he meant twins wise. No, that's ob- fair. Obviously. That's fair. No,
0: you, we'll the, Brewer, the Brewers have turned up in whispers about this stuff. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean,
2: I not, I don't think anybody should feel great about any of the stuff that's coming out. I, I think it, it sucks for the game. I think it sucks yeah, yeah, for yeah. the league.
0: Um, it's always funny to me though. People like that marginally are aware of baseball are like, why don't they just change their signs? <laughs> like yeah, there was yeah, a, yeah. a very prominent SB nation writer and I'm not going to out them because I don't know them that well. Sure. But they're like, oh yes, it's for my age old take. Maybe the maybe the teams should have had better signs against the Astros. It's like, uh, yeah, way to way to really skim the top of this. <laughs> it's
1: really it's it's worth. I I can't remember the the guy's name. He has some goofy name on Twitter who kind of John Boy, the, John Boy, yes. Um, I call John Becker our our old our guest John Becker. <laughs> I don't think he likes it, but yeah, probably not. No, <laughs> but the uh, uh, um he shows them actually changing their signs that. Uh, the pitcher must have heard something when he he uh, please don't cha- make that motion behind sorry, your, your computers. I was making a no, pitching yeah, motion. The, the, the banging motion, yeah, you're, you're it, making it, the banging motion, yeah. <laughs> this, this is the worst podcast ever. Oh, my god, yeah. Uh, he noticed when he threw a changeup that there was a noise and yep. went to his catcher and said, We need to change the sign. For the do you remember, did you say who that was? Uh, no, I can't remember, I can't remember, I, yeah. I, I think I knew, I think I saw it, I just am not having this. So, s- I'm re- listen. Steel signs without technology—that's great. Don't set up a whole bunch of cameras and smash trash cans. And I—I I think this is something. People, it's easy to say. Well, the Astros got what they deserved, and they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's there. There's just ripples because it affected the Mets. It, it you know affected, um, certainly the Red Sox. Um, and then it will affect another team because Hinch will get another job, right? And, you know, you think uh, it, it, there's all sorts of factors here because even like maybe you think Cora's done in baseball I think someone's gonna give him a shot I don't know
0: I don't the one I'm more worried about is is AJ Hinch because
1: you don't think he gets another job it just seems like he was way more like the the runner like he was the runner so if if I'm an organization let's say I'm random but the reds they're investing some money it's a relatively tough division they might have some opportunity i'd say okay maybe as like a roving instructor guy who goes to spring training the role paul molitor
0: filled before he was manager i know but because because cora is still that kind of player that person with the mind right he didn't need the technology to finish what he was able to do he still could read people there some team is going to be like yeah maybe we won't make a big big noise about it but we'll hire him on like the the twentieth man down the
1: totem pole list. Yeah, but let me let me use the Reds as an example because obviously Bailey knows that division well. He's texted us a hundred times about how the Cubs are <laughs> imploding. Yeah, um, the Reds may see an opportunity here. Obviously, they still have the Brewers in the division, but the with the Pirates down and all this, and with them investing some money. If I'm a team like that, I, my claim, and I think there's some truth to this, is that the Astros were poisoned. Period. Right? They had. The guy in the front office who was definitely sexist. They, there's clearly a culture issue there. And as smart as they were about baseball, they seem to run a lot else wrong. I don't think. I think it's Luna, the GM, will ever get a job like that again. He'll probably end up somewhere lower in the front office. But if yeah, if, it's tough
0: because the Braves guy got like the,
1: it was it Coppolella? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Copy, I think they called him. Yeah. So it's hard to say. I mean, but
1: I think they pull the trigger on Hinch or something. I think they if that's what they need, if they think we just need a manager and the players are in place, I think a team that's desperate to be relevant again. I mean, when was the last time the Reds were top of mind for a baseball when fan? When was the big red machine again?
0: Yeah. No, no I, the the nasty boys from the late 80s early 90s. And then they were they were good for a spell
1: like Two, early just 2000s. before,
0: I want to say, just before Homer Bailey debuted. Yeah, which, uh, yeah. Again, Bailey's cousin. Thank yeah. you for getting. Thank you for helping us get that uh, that deal done. Easy for me to say with the microphone stand falling again, but uh, yeah. it's a microphone sit today. It's not a stand, I guess. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I I don't know that these guys are all necessarily done, but I would have severe reservations of bringing them in from a PR standpoint. Was it fair
1: punishment in your mind?
0: The uh, Astros thing. Yeah. Everyone said it was light, but the MLB constitution says you can't find a team more than $5 million. Would a, would a fair fine have been $50 million? I think so because the windfall, the unofficial windfall, and I don't know if it's from Forbes or who came up with these numbers, but I think they said a World Series win is worth like $50, 75000000 to your franchise. TV revenue. And I don't and mean if there. it's – I don't know if it's revenues, if it's added playoff game oh, house revenues, stuff. Yeah. that sort of thing. I don't know what all goes into that. But you can't strip a World Series. This isn't USC. Reggie Bush is not the galloping ghost. You know what he did happen. You know that he won that trophy or the 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 USC won the Pac-12 and won the Rose Bowl or whatever the heck they did back then. You can't strip it. Everyone's already celebrated. Everyone's no, already no, I agree. It. I agree. So the next best thing would be to strip what they earned from it. Okay, that's fine with me. But you can't. The Constitution says you can't. I mean – So you strip draft picks. Yeah, and if they sign players, it keeps getting kicked down the curb because you lose draft picks. For yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Comp, about, comp stuff. Yeah. It, it, I guess based on their payroll, they would lose higher picks. So it that it's not. I guess. I, I, Penn State is still having issues with their punishment too. I mean, the the whole uh, the, Sandusky. The thing. way I see it is,
1: I think if you are,
0: uh, but is, is it a deterrence? Is basically everyone says Penn State should have gotten the death penalty? They're still having bad fallout from the Sandusky situation. Yeah, and I don't want to go
1: too deep in that because it's really bad, and, and that's a much worse situation. But the
0: ass, yeah, oh yeah, it's, it, we, we would never compare it. Yeah, but the problem is on a foundational lever level, does the punishment fit
1: the crime? I, I think unless you're a team, and, and Bailey can chime in here, unless you're a team that. Got beat in the playoffs by them. I know there's some bitterness there. Or um, maybe in division or some sort of rivalry. Like, if for yeah, some reason yeah. you hate the Astros, you're always going to feel like they didn't get enough punishment. But at the but- same time, somebody said this, and this is pretty good. I think it might have been Eno Saris.
0: Baseball jobs are so precious that once you see what happened to Lunao, Hinch, Cora, even Carlos Beltran. And why, why would you manage if you made $200 million playing baseball? Like, his entire salary managing three years would have been $3 million. Because his severance was 200000 donated to his charity. But you see what happens to all these guys with these big baseball jobs. They're so precious that people losing them, I've heard, is enough of a deterrence. Like, okay, maybe organizationally we'd be okay with doing what it takes to win. But individually, probably not. Yeah. So I think – So I think the punishment fits the crime. The draft picks hurt. It's certainly not like – saying, listen, Carlos Correa is a free agent, could go to the highest bidder no, and it, suck at Houston. You can't sign you, him.
1: You talk about waves, and this is, again, like with the Twins, Anytime you move a draft pick, even if, even though I think they should for pitchers, that is like a, a player who becomes part of that wave that you miss out on. Or signing
0: Josh Donaldson and foregoing that pick because they're going to lose their third pick Yeah, this upcoming draft. Again, if you're okay with giving a guy 90-some million dollars, you're okay with losing that pick. It, it all makes but, sense. But my
1: point is, this may curtail their winning window. Like,
0: oh yeah, yeah, uh, but that, that's a, a yeah. risk anytime you lose picks, whether it's willingly or unwillingly. And I think that's a that's a really good point because too, how many of these Houston guys on this team were draft picks? George right, Springer, right? You know, um, yeah, Correa, <laughs> Correa, um, Bregman, yeah. Bregman for sure. I don't remember how they acquired Altuve. I think that might have been international, but yeah, and they should have lost international money. I think we can all agree. Two that, years of yeah. international money would have made sense too, but. The way that they've built this team through the draft, again, you can't punish someone based on how they build their team. No,
1: because they were smart.
0: They did yeah, yeah. it right. If it was, it'd be like saying the twins, hey, you can never sign anybody over a hundred million dollars. Well, oh, we haven't before. They would say, you know, okay, we'll figure it out, you know, other than Joe Maurer's extension. Yeah. It's not a punishment where you say, Okay, what do you do good? I'm gonna make you do it bad now.
1: No, no, no. I think it's like, more. it's not that. It's I think just, they curtailed the dynasty. I think that yeah. the Houston could have been seen as one of the You know, yeah, dynastic franchises, baseball, and now it's going to be seen as that seventeen win was cool, but they cheated. Yeah, yeah. And 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 last year they had a good year, but again, I like that dynastic. I've never heard that word before. Like that one, Bailey. Let's close.
2: I have opinions. Yeah, Bailey. So I have three things. First of all, I think the MLB thought this would go away a lot faster once they levied this punishment, and it's sort of now with the niece. Of uh, Carlos Beltran, the with the buzzer in the sleeve, like now, it's now taking on a whole different. And life.
1: Altuve, right, had a wire or something. Yeah, on. that. Yeah, and
2: they use the clip of him hitting that walk off on chat. Not now, I'm wearing a wire. Then, yeah, exactly. So it's now. <laughs> the it's
0: funny just thing is, like on. he's like he's like he's speaking English. Yeah, you know, he's he's this. I think he's a native Spanish yeah, speaker. Yeah, yeah. Like he's gonna be. But like, there
2: is, they think there is something he could be saying sure, in Spanish sure. as well that they th- like. But then there was People another are picture reading that came his out. lips, like it's taken on this crazy. It's life. the
1: number one story in baseball. It's no cr- matter. So yeah, I
2: Josh Donaldson's, is yeah. like
0: the number ten story in baseball yeah. right now, and it's the biggest yeah, free agent yeah, yeah. deal the Twins have ever given. It's so crazy. Everyone's like, yeah, but but AJ Hinch beat up a bunch of monitors and, and three ten man- percent <laughs> of the managers <laughs> got fired. And yeah. there's another picture of Jose Altuve without a shirt on, and he's not wearing a wire. What what's going yeah. on? And, yeah, it's and taken. MLB is
2: really bummed that it is now. They were they thought like this is going to be a significant punishment, yeah. and it's just going to it's not going to go away. But now, um, second is, do the players get any punishment? Well, how uh, do how do you, you punish?
0: You can't punish everyone because then you exactly. So do you do it in waves and completely ruin their season? Yeah, yeah, That'd yeah. be fair, probably. Yeah. But how do I you – I think s- that's just a weird little – How do you go – You do you look at the splits? Like so many people are like, Jose Altuve hit 470 in the World Series at home and 143 on the road. First yeah. of all, not a significant sample size. Yeah, it yeah, may yeah. be true, but it doesn't point to anything specifically. So – I think, but I
2: think that, and I, that's something that probably bums out the average fan because like sure, Cora and Hinch and whoever could have put this thing in place, but it's the players who are using it and the players who are quote unquote benefiting from it. They're the ones, but how are they, how would they not,
0: you know what I
2: mean? Exactly. So it's just a weird like Pandora's box where you can't like capital punishment. You can't punish all of them for something. One of them did or whatever. Um, yeah, last how, how do you say eight games for Altuve, exactly? But forty
0: games for Springer. Yeah. It's like, wait, and whoa, I think whoa, whoa, whoa. if
2: there is any legs to this buzzer thing, I think that could be the thing that. But I, I think the MLB already said like we didn't find any um, evidence of them
0: doing this. And what if they they did and they we're, then, like, and were the, like we we yeah. know enough. We'll do a punishment so people stop talking about it. And all of a sudden it takes on a new life like, oh, crap. And last
2: thing going with that is I think them losing this World Series, the way they lost this World Series – all home games. That's badass. I think that was the best thing that could have possibly happened. to it's the It's a Asterisks. good point. It's a really good. The point. The absolute yeah. best. If they if they would have won even one home game in this World Series, this would it would have just taken on like well, oh they, they would were, they would have won the World Series people, then, too. Yeah, because people just sort of like this is all seventeen or eight. This is all a few years ago. No one's really mentioned if they were still doing it this year. Right. If they, if right. they would have won the World Series or I, I think losing all four games at home was the best thing that could have happened it, to them in this situation, knowing what we know now. And this
1: is a soft loss, but the narrative around this team would be they were the smartest team in baseball to they, they cheated. This is what's going to be remembered about the Houston Astros. I, and I keep coming back to
0: this with the Patriots and the, the Astros. How can it feel good to win this way? Yeah. Because I mean everyone says, Oh, it's about the money. These guys are all so freakishly competitive, like Cy Amundsen level competitive. <laughs> like he said yesterday in a little conversation I had with him. It, it can't feel good to win this way. It's like it's like playing rookie on Madden and winning 77 sure. 0 Like my brother would do that. I'd be like, What are you even doing? Just <laughs> Cody, <a> half- <laughs> Cody, you just wasted Cody. Yeah, like you wasted a half <laughs> hour of your life throwing the same post route past a safety who yeah, had yeah, his yeah. head turned around. Like, well, I don't get it. And it's the same thing. Why why cheat to win? Like, I understand doing little things, but this is, like, so systemic.
2: And it they're all make... good. Like, I took part in a Reddit thing where someone asked, like, Oh, geez. Is, uh, did the ask, are they bad at hitting? Like, are they actually, yeah, is this I mean, going to is this gonna affect them now? Like, are we going to see, are they just going to win 60 games this year because now they don't will have it the? It, it's like, it, no, there's still yeah. professional athletes playing at the highest level currently available on planet Earth. They're still unbelievably gifted athletes I. Well, what so about you what think, you learned
0: along the way? Yeah, maybe you couldn't hit a curveball until you knew it was coming. Yeah. but you did it enough times you can now. Yeah, you know you don't you don't get to learn <laughs> sure, on the yeah. fly like that unless yeah. you're a Rule Five player. So yeah. I mean, it, th- there's a lot of layers to. Maybe we'll never know how good Alex Bregman actually is because he was, yeah. he was pretty good. Found out he, he knew does how, seem to be the one that ben- may I I don't want to say
2: benefited the most. We right? don't know. But yeah, he. he I don't. I don't know. I didn't follow yeah. him super closely, but I don't know if he was anything super oh, no, he special. Was a stu- he was a su- like so he, like but, the Twins had a chance to draft him. In but teams. I mean, they wanted him to be MVP last year. Yeah, yeah. Is he? Could you imagine if, if he won MVP? If is he the one that's benefiting the most from this? What if he wins MVP and they win World Series? Yeah, I'm, losing
0: this that's World Series. That's how close they were
2: for both. If they would have won this World Series, it would have been an. This would be ten times as bad. This would be an absolute cluster.
0: Okay, so the the Astros won I'm trying to figure out how many games they won this last year. They won 107. Let's let's close on this. How many games do the Houston Astros win this year and do they win the division? If they don't, who does? Bailey, I want to start with you. I think they probably I'm gonna I, say like ninety two I, 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 I think say, it's gonna yeah, be significant. I was gonna say I think
2: they're still a ninety win team. Yeah yeah. Um and I think they probably I think Oakland's better than that. Ah uh, interesting. I mean Oakland is like Tampa Bay. You just have you never have any idea I could see this either – I could see this motivating the Astros of being like we have to know for sure there's yeah. no But if they're motivated no they're cheating, they win 95-96, yeah. they're not winning 107 again. Yeah, there's just no, 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 no. way. Um, yeah, I think they prob- probably still win the division.
0: Yeah, say 92 and win the division. Okay, I'm going to say 92. I'm going to say Oakland wins the division, but I'm also curious how the Angels play because they've done – a lot. They still sure. can't pitch, but they've done a lot this Is offseason. this also
2: good for Twins now that, I mean, the Astros and the Red Sox are going to have a lot of eyes and pressure on them this year? Well, who,
0: who's to say— Twins like, can sort of fly under the radar? Like we talked about the MLB constitution. It's not required that every time the Twins go to the playoffs, they open against the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You still you have know, to worry
1: about the race, but—
0: you, No, but I mean, if, if things shake up differently based on standings and wild cards, maybe you play Houston in the first round one year. Or I, Boston's probably not going to the playoffs this year. I just— they're a mess. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe they win eighty nine games. The Rays win eighty seven. The Blue Jays win seventy two, and the Orioles win twelve. And then that gives the the Red Sox <laughs> enough juice to make it. But the the, 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 the the it's not written in the MLB constitution. You got to play yeah. the Yankees every freaking year. So, yeah, maybe maybe they do face the a, a diminished Astros team. Yeah, kick the snot out of them and finally get to the ALCS for the first time since what two thousand three, two thousand two. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a wild season. Yeah, it is. Well, fun show today for Justin Bailey, for Tom Schreier, for Brandon Warren. Thanks for checking out Midwest Swing, part of the Zone Coverage Podcast Network. Rock over London. Rock on Chicago.